playable in all regions, not just PAL. It's the This Game Wear podcast with me, Chris, and... Me, Ashley. <laughs> I was looking Unfortunately. For your, I was looking for your reaction that time. Playable in all regions except PAL. N- not just PAL. Just PAL. Mm. No, because, you know, we're based in the PAL region and we can be played worldwide, not just PAL, you see? See what I'm getting at? We're region free. Yeah, mm. that would have been a better way to have explained it, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would actually, but I'm fine. really scraping the barrel with these now. So. No, you've play, you've painted yourself into a corner, really, because, I mean, what did you expect? We were just going to do six episodes and quit. Well, yeah. Okay, that explains things. Well, Ed Gamble makes it so effortless and off-menu, and I have to really start thinking about these now, like, hours in advance, and that's the best I can come up with. Hours in advance. God. Oh, that is... That- for some reason, makes me feel very sorry for you. <laughs> it's quite bleak, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It takes you sit down hours in advance, just ignore your family, thinking up the introduction to this game where... We have that statue, the thinker. Poor sod. That's what I do. I, I That's perch, you. I perch in the nude. Uh, on, on the toilet. On a plinth and do the, the chin on. On a plinth. Yep. But especially for thinking up this game where introductions. Stupid game references, yeah. Excellent. Good. I'm glad. How are you? I'm buzzing today because I'm really excited about playing this game. Really? Like really excited to play this that game. That worries me. That worries me. I'm starting to... I've I've just put on my armour. I'm preparing myself for a fight. I'm going to have to talk you down from whatever this stupid game is. Nice. How are you? <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all the more so now because I'm interested to know what's exciting you so much. I've piqued your interest. So. Yeah. What I've decided, Why did you say it like that? I wanted to use the word peak. You made it sound look, disgusting. Look, look a bit erudite. <laughs> what I've decided to do this week is I've done a bit of a follow-on from last week's Doom episode, which in itself was a follow-on from Journey to the Savage Planet. So I'm starting a bit of a chain. How so? Well, you'll find out. So the No, I mean, how was Journey to the Savage Planet and Doom? How was, how were they Both first person, in it? Is that it? Is, yep. <laughs> is that... Right, okay. Okay. <laughs> I both had people in, didn't they? Both had uh, both had monsters in, didn't they? Them um, two games. You control both of them using a joypad, innit? Yeah, they're both games, innit? They? <laughs> <laughs> they're obviously, you know, they're chained. They're chained. I'm, I'm starting to so, chain. I'm talking about a game this week. That's why. That's how they're linked. So the pressure is on you to carry on this chain next week, and then the week after we'll bin it off anyway because it's what? Christmas. Of it being a game, yeah. Okay, I think I can do that. The only person that has brought a not game to this podcast is you. Don't open that kind of pointing it out. One of our best performing episodes, that was Pokemon Smile, and remains Actually to be. true, actually yeah. true, because probably people were like, what, why is a gaming podcast doing a toothbrushing app? Yeah, and probably that we're one of the very few outlets that have actually talked about it, so... I think people have been trawling the podcast sphere for episodes on po- on Pokemon Smile. Undoubtedly, people have been surfing the web looking for the deets on Pokemon Smile. Lots of people just sitting there going, why is nobody talking about Pokemon Smile? I just don't get it. Let me do my daily Google search for Pokemon Smile <laughs> podcasts. And lo and behold, there we are. <laughs> right, this week, it's this game where you play as a cowboy. There's a range of gameplay styles... Oh, uh, no. And it's based oh, on no, okay. the 1996 cartoon film of the oh, same right. name. Okay, we are doing that. Okay. Which okay. one? Toy Story. Yeah, Toy Story for the Mega Drive. Or Genesis. Yeah, for the Mega Drive, which you've had me play before. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's good, isn't it? Uh, it's not bad. Mm, okay. I, you're more taken with this game than I am. Now, what I do know is that there is a link to one of your major youtube interests one of my f- in the form of game hut yeah one of my f- the few places i subscribe to on youtube so game hut uh 
is a YouTube channel set up by John Burton, who was the head of Traveller's Tales, which mm. is the games developer who made Toy Story. And we've talked about it previously during our Mickey Mania episode. So yes. John Burton puts up lots of behind-the-scenes videos of games that he's worked on. So Mickey Mania, Toy Story, Sonic 3D, a few other ones. And I watch them all because i find them incredibly interesting and they are interesting toy story has cropped up quite a lot mostly because it's him showing off justifiably mm. showing off the stuff they managed to pull out of the Fit mega on drive. A cartridge yeah. yeah because this is a game that visually just shouldn't work on him on a mega drive mm. you look at it and it, i mean it's semi 3d everything yeah. looks yeah. 3d Yes, so, yeah, sort of, the fact that it was on a Mega Drive. One of the first videos I watched actually on game, but was talking about how in the background, the first level, you've got these bedside tables that and as you walk towards them, you can see the uh, left-hand side of the side of it as you look at it. And then as you walk past it, it then switches to be sort of front on. And then as you move further towards the right, it then you then see the right-hand side of edge of it. I mm. explained that really badly, but you know what I mean? It kind of creates that 3D effect in the background. I mean, I said, I said that the game looks 3D. And then you proceeded to break down what 3D means for people. I'm sure everybody appreciates you doing that. In case you didn't know what a 3D object consists of, Chris has explained it for you. The video about how he made it is quite interesting because it is so in-depth. And the way he created mm. this effect, or they created this effect, was a lot more thorough than you might think. That's why I wanted to explain it. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Apologies. So, as far as I remember, this game has... You, you actually mentioned it in the This Game Wear intro. It's quite a varied game in terms of what it offers gameplay-wise. And one of the things that I think it does, and presumably one of the reasons that you're saying it's chained on from Doom, is it has a first-person Doom-style level where you're walking around and shooting things. Not shooting things, no. It's Twister, you know, Not bear shooting in mind things. context, no. Apparently, it's the only game on the Mega Drive that has a Doom-type thing in it. That Doom was not mm. ported to the Mega Drive. There were no other games that had this sort of thing in it, which is one of the reasons why... It, I mean, it, this reviewed extremely well. And this is one mm. of the things that people really liked about it. So you would be forgiven to, for expecting that this sort of game would be a generic 3D platformer because there were so many... 3D platformers that tied yeah. into films or Disney films. And actually at the time the yeah, the Disney Disney platformers were on the up and up at the time, weren't yeah, they? Because so uh, they were it, good, the yeah, Aladdin Lion King, etc. Oh yeah, yeah. There were some yeah. great ones. But what this one does is there's a good variety between levels. So while there are plenty of and the main bread and butter of the game is 2D platforming there are things that mix that up and even within cd platforming each level has a mission objective. So what you do on one level is different to the next level. But there mm. are levels based on that are like micro machines it's like a top-down racing type thing there's levels that are like a like a, a racing game where you're like the ones where you're behind the racing car and you're going along a track like going left and right and yep. trying to dodge things there's levels that are like r type where you're flying along and having to move up and down as you're flying to collect things and then the doom level is based inside the claw machine from the film yeah i remember mm. where you're woody walking around collecting aliens and depositing them in the the main section yeah of i the thought claw. For some reason, it, I remember it was the claw machine, but I seemed to think that it was you playing as an alien shooting things. No, no so, shooty. No, no shooty. I mean, you say that you can't have shooting in the game because kids and because Toy Story, but I'm pretty sure they have guns in the game. There's obviously the laser on, in the film, sorry, there's the laser on 
Buzz's arm, mm-hmm. and there is a whole bucket of army men. So it's not completely out there to suggest that there might be a shooting level. I think in the level where you have Buzz, I think it's based in the bit when you're in Sid's bedroom and Woody's stood behind him doing the karate chop action and the toys are, are carrying away from him. I don't <laughs> think he uses his laser at all. Yeah. In terms of his of the weapons in the game, you play the game as Woody, I think, in every level, and he uses his pull string as a like a whip to attack toys uh, or mm. enemies, and mm. it only stuns them for a few seconds. So again, there's no death or anything. It's no no death. And again, the the film is built around the the actual you just said about Sid. Sid is the major antagonist in the film other than yeah, no, yes, he yeah. is isn't he I suppose they they antagonise one another but he's the main antagonist and his Fonshon is for blowing toys up and again you see a G.I. Joe or something yes it is yeah bite the dust don't you he blows it up he explodes it and his limbs actually hit the hit the window that I they're watching I think I remember the explosion happens off screen but you do see that there's the uh, there's off a screen p- and then you, there's uh, bits of sand you see his limbs against the window and, and his, his limbs, limbs. Yeah, and right. his limbs. Mm, limbs. But not in the game. No. But not in the game. Fine. Not complaining. The game came out spring 1996 in Europe. It was late 95 in America and apparently was the first film tie-in to be released simultaneously with the film itself. Previously, film games had come out after the film itself, whereas this, they, they worked really mm. hard to, to get it uh, released on time and contributed to it selling really well. In terms of me playing the game, my brother got it in May 1996 for his sixth birthday for for the Mega Drive, and he was not interested at all, and I played it a lot. In fact, I can't remember a time where he played it at all, and I really really liked this game. I thought it was it was brilliant. I remember it being very hard, so I'm a little bit wary going into it because my gaming Mm. skills have rusted a lot since playing this sort of thing yeah so i've played it recently at your um we played a couple levels of it and that was it wasn't it yeah i mean i have to be honest i wasn't as taken with it as i expected it to uh, expected to be but we did only play it a little bit i'm willing to give it a fuller go uh, on this occasion and hopefully find something a little bit more magical than I did then. Because you love this game. I know you love this game. Yeah. And there must be a reason. Although you love Sonic, so. Well, all right. Knowing that I was going to play this game tonight, I've had the music from the first level has been in my head all day. And I've been quite, like I said, buzzing that I'm going to be playing it tonight. So, yeah. My other main memory of the game is that it's password-based and... The penultimate level of the game was one I could never complete. And a friend at school, I remember this distinctly happening, a friend at school took the time to write down the password for the last level on a scrap of paper for me so I could skip to the last level. And I had this piece of paper in my pocket all day at school. And it was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go home. And then I managed to lose the piece of paper. That is terrible. Did they write it down for you again? If I remember serendipitously, I actually managed to complete that level that very night. Did you? Because I was quite oh. determined to get through. Oh, yeah, that's I did quite ma- nice, actually, in the end. I did manage to complete it by myself. Was it the determination at... At seeing that last level then and there, having having had it sort of in your pocket all that time. And yeah. Be it maybe the hope and then defeat pushed you through whatever you were struggling with. I remember when I did complete it, having a really amazing sense of achievement. And I don't think I'd have had quite the same achievement if I just used the password to skip straight to the last level and then mm. finish it off. Uh, the last level, depending on how we've got to get that far tonight, the last level is really good. It's a, uh, should I spoil it for you? Should we leave it till the second half? And then if I do get there, I very much doubt that I will, but... You can tell me in the second half about All it. All right. Apparently, the game can be completed in about half an hour. I... Wow. Not by me. <laughs> yeah, I'm 
hesitant to yeah, provide. no way it can be completed in half an hour so we've had this conversation about a few different games for the, from the yeah. 80s and 90s only can it be completed in half an hour by those people that know the game i would have ex- i would guess and if i'm wrong i'm wrong but part of the game experience at the time would have been learning the game so that you became more skilled at the game to be able to we have this thing now where game progress is measured very differently now to how it was measured then so even in a level based 2d platformer like this although i acknowledge that it has a little bit of variety mm-hmm. in a in a 2d platformer like this your progress is measured on how far literally distance wise you got through a level which level you can get to um but on but meta the meta of that is is if that's if i'm using that right the meta of games in the 80s and 90s was the learning process to enable you to get better at the level to get further through the level these days it's have i unlocked this so i'm playing ori at the moment and i've unlocked certain abilities that allow me to get to other places and you know if i've unlocked 10 abilities then that's my progress marker which ori you playing the first or second one Uh, second one will of the wisps is it better than the first one it's very very good it's quite different in the combat okay Mm. have you played them i had the demo or have the demo of the first one and Mm. the demo alone made me cry and I've been hesitant oh, to... Oh, is it the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, don't worry about that. Yeah. It I was, mean, as in, it w- don't worry about it making you cry constantly throughout. What it will do. Is it emotional throughout? No, 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 no. That's what I'm That's saying. Right. If you're worried that you're going to be beeling all the way through, then you don't need to worry about that because it gives you a reprieve. Right, okay. For basically the whole of the game. You don't need to worry about crying in it, so... I mean, just for context of anyone that's not it's familiar with the game, it, there's a bit that's a bit reminiscent, I guess, of the, the first up. 10 minutes of Up. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, it, I wasn't crying at my lack of gameplay skill or anything. It mm. was, Although that it, could be... A problem. Maybe Possibly. that would make you cry later. Hey, do you want to know an amazing fact? Is it Toy Story related? Because yes, yeah, yeah, about so. Toy Story. Okay, go on. So, in the game, they have sound clips from Woody, which sounds, you know, from the film. Yeah, and it's not Tom Hanks. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah. thought you were going to talk about the fact that it was a technical achievement to get. Oh, well, and the Mega Drive game, the- which is another thing altogether. Who is it if it's not Tom Hanks? There is tiny little sound clips. It's just Woody. You know, he'll, I think he says, ow, and things like that. It's not, you know, like massive rooms of dialogue. But apparently it's Jim Hanks, who is Tom Hanks's brother, who oh, I wasn't really? even aware of. And he does all of Tom Hanks's busy work. Side like, work, stuff. yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. That's really cool. I was aware of Colin Hanks, who's his uh, nephew. He was in Dexter. Yes, he was, yeah, as yeah. a murderer. Yes, in the first series, I think. Was it the first series? I thought it was think a later. So. Was it, it might have been later on. I can't remember. Neither here nor there. Uh, Jim Hanks, then. So yeah, Jim Hanks. I I vaguely remember that. Is this one of those games where it has the because they were so impressed with themselves at getting the sound clips on the cartridge? It then allows you to listen to all of the sound clips. Oh, it might. Do. I don't remember that happening because I was never really that bothered. I just. Yeah. Who sits and listens to the sound clips in a well, game? Well, no, I know exactly. Um, I I'm not one of those people either, but. I think I think this is I think this is the jumping off point. I think we should go and give it a little go. Yep, I've got a snake in my boots. I'm itching to play. Uh, didn't need to know that.
That was a little bit more eventful than they normally are, the uh, half-time events, aren't they? Toy Story, more like Tea Story, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. She nearly had to go to the hospital because I threw an old cup of tea down the front of me, scalding every part of me, if you catch my drift. But we're sorted now. It's off the floor. It's it's all wiped up. And I can't remember anything about Toy Story as a result. So you're going to have to carry us both during this second half. I mean, it's quite funny. It was like seeing some sort of silent Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin-esque silent thing because obviously I couldn't hear you or could just see you. I mean, that's of... very kind of you yeah. to say that I was as funny as either of those two, but I very much doubt I was. Well, I, I said I couldn't hear you. I could just hear like, oh God, it's gone everywhere. Oh, 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 it's under here now. Oh no. <laughs> just these shrieks of misery. Yeah. I've just rung the mic out. Oh, I shouldn't. I've just, I've just, just rung the mic out and then I've given it a good old grab. Toy Story. Toy Story. Great. Is, yeah. Okay. So you said great. I think it's all right. There you go. Right. Is that the, the We're good not side quite of on the right? same page with it. Yeah, no, it's on the good side of all right. It's fine. It's good. There you go. I don't I don't think it's great, but that's fine. I, what I don't want to do is rinse this game. I don't want to spend the next 15 minutes telling you how, like, all the bad things. So if you want to lead off with why it's so great. Yeah. Well, firstly, the thing that we both said was the look of the game. Yeah. The title screen is just the plain Toy Story logo with your different bits underneath that. And it's plain black background. And it doesn't look... Looks a bit disappointing. Yeah. But then when you choose to start the game, Buzz flies in and says to Infinity and beyond. And Knocks then the, the yeah. TOY scatter off and it looks really nice. And then even the mm. options menu, you've got this, you said, photorealistic representation yeah. of a Mega Drive pad bouncing from side to side with the light reflecting off it. It looked absolutely stunning. It absolutely did. As a rule, I check the options on the title screen. So that usually includes options or credits or whatever like that, uh, just in case there's something interesting hidden away in them. And what we found in the options screen was this, basically a photograph of a Mega Drive controller that was oscillating from side to side. And the light, the way the light Mm. was bouncing off it, it was very well rendered. And then again, I think that was actually, to be quite honest, and I don't mean this in a snidey way, I mean it genuinely, I think that controller was the best looking thing in the game. Yeah, I think I agree with you, actually. Yeah, it's it's quite strange to be focusing so much on, on on some graphic in the option screen, but it really did look that good. If you find yourself playing this game, check it out. It's pretty cool. I felt that the that carried on into the game itself that it looked really good, I thought. The the animation yep. was fluid, it looked so good. I cannot believe this is a Mega Drive game. They what wizardry they did to get this onto a cartridge, I do not know. Mm, yeah, I mean, we I, I mentioned when we were playing Donkey Kong Country in a different context, and comparing the two games, they have a similar sort of approach to three, like 2D, 3D, yeah. if that makes sense. And I don't know, I'm honestly, it's a bit of a toss-up as to which one looks better. I really can't decide. They've done a very good job of capturing the look of Toy Story Mm. in this game. So when you're comparing it as well to something like Donkey Kong, that really speaks volumes because that is a good-looking game, I think. A bit muddy at times, and that's why I'm having trouble with deciding which one looks best. Apparently the animation was given to them by Pixar, so they actually used animation stills from the film to put into it, which is pretty cool as well. They weren't one-to-one, I don't think, though, surely, because not complaining about the animations at all, I thought they were lovely but they weren't as fluid as you'd see in the film no so presumably they took they took the frames and then they matched their animations to the frames that they were given rather than yeah um, one-to-one 
one thing I didn't mention in the first half was another one, one of the reasons why I chose this is um, I think Toy Story is in my top five films of all time. I absolutely adore okay. this film. And yeah. I think the third level, it culminates with Woody sort of collapsing on the bed and the, mm. the look of that, I think that is from the film, or if not, it's a damn good facsimile so, of, of when he claps on the bed during the film, or just the just the bit where he, like he flops down and like his head. Yeah, falls to are you one talking side. about the third level? Are you talking about the first level? The, the culmination of the third level, which is the race against Buzz, when you finish off, or is it the second? The or second maybe, level as it's well. The second, so, yeah, it's the second. So it mistake. happens when he's when Andy's coming up to the room, doesn't yeah. it? So it's the second level, but I think he does the same thing again in the race against Buzz. I just couldn't remember whether that was the third level or not. So that was um, another thing yeah. that we both talked about that we realised was the variety, which I did talk about in the first half, but it really is every single level offers us something different. Yeah, so what I was wrestling with, because I started to second-guess myself and started to think out loud about why they'd done that. and what. So I'll try and very briefly sum up what I was thinking and what I was trying to talk through. This, if it was any other game, probably would have ended up being a platforming fair, yeah. a, a platformer. And I think it's good that it's not necessarily just some generic platformer. But at the same time, when you talk, we, we mentioned that this was sort of the same sort of era as uh, Aladdin and The Lion King and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. that the platforming games that came out of the back of those and that are very well regarded, in fact, have been re-released on the Switch and the PlayStation and so on yeah. uh, for current generations to enjoy. They're not doing that with Toy Story, interestingly, which is something to talk about maybe. But yeah, so they did a good job of adapting those films to games. Mm-hmm. And the question is, why did the Toy Story developers take the approach that they did? Why didn't they stick to one genre? And you said about, well, I think I'd get bored if it was just one genre. Yeah. And I said, well, do you get bored? Do you get bored of games like Hollow Knight? Or do you get bored of Donkey Kong Country? That was why I brought that up. Is Donkey Kong Country boring because it's platforming start to finish? Uh, I've never liked and Donkey Kong Country. And that's what was going through my head. Out, Haven't you? Mm, no. Interesting. But the point still remains, like... Just being one genre for the whole game doesn't necessarily make a bad game. No, I suppose your your point, which I agree with, is the vast majority of games are one genre for the whole game. It just started to go through my head that why have they done it this way? And is it as big a strength as we are giving it credit for being? Because the other side of that coin is that you can never settle into a gaming groove. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're always being given something new to figure out and learn on the fly. And I mean, I let me just point, point out, I don't think it is a bad thing the way that it's been implemented in Toy Story, but I think it could be something that is a barrier for certain people. Like mm-hmm. I can imagine some people would come to this game and go, it's jumping around too much for my liking. I don't, I just don't like the fact that I'm going from platforming to top down micro machines to Mario Karts later on to Doom and so on. So, yeah, it was, it's just something that I was mulling over while we were playing. I think it could be a barrier to perhaps younger players the fact that you've got these mission objectives which vary from mission uh, from level to level. I think could be quite off putting, and then the mix of genres within that. But then mm. a younger player, I'm thinking maybe someone five, I maybe mean, my little brother was six when he got this. Is this the sort of game he'd be accessing? I don't know. Probably, I suppose, thinking about it, it's Toy Story after all. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't made for us, was it, as adults? It was made for kids of the target 
mm. audience of Toy Story, and that would have been six or seven, eight years old. So he was right in the prime demographic. Yeah, well, like I said in the first half, I was nine when I played this and mm. could complete it, well, eventually, after gaining the ability to finish the last levels. I suppose the only thing I can think of is that the developers maybe didn't want to go for that Route 101 gameplay and just wanted to mix up and set themselves that challenge, which, from what I've read online and through the Game Hut videos with John Burton, I think proved to be quite stressful and quite the massive endeavor but yeah because they've basically made several different games yeah (laughs) all in one game yeah maybe they i was gonna say they have to do the coding for each distinct mechanic there is no follow-through from level to level although saying that there were repeats of platforming levels and then there was also a running way way ride wrecks and and you're running left to right across the screen and it's sort of it endless runner style but it isn't Mm. endless obviously and then they repeat that for escaping sid's room on the back of a skateboard so there was re they didn't just do one and done for most for the most part but they did do that for the doom level the micro machines level and the mario kart style rc race through the streets so there were things that were yeah they they really i mean they definitely stretched themselves no one's arguing with that at all i wonder what the crunch was like on this game I imagine... You said that, actually, that they rushed it, that they they really worked their asses off on this. Yeah, because, as I said in the first half, this is the first game to come out at the same time as the film it was based on. I imagine they probably worked very hard. One of the things I read earlier, it said something about how uh, when Pixar gave them some assets for the the game, it was literally about two weeks from the point at which they had to have it finished. So... Oh, yeah, that's useful. Yeah. I know, I'm not sure I'm a fan of that. (laughs) Uh, on a ethics level but let's not go into that just here so while we're dwelling on the gameplay side of it i got to i think the mm. the 12th level so i i did the doom level and i finished the game mm, did you mm, yeah i did yeah carry on by finish the game do you mean you watched someone play it on youtube let's not dwell on what finish <laughs> let's not break down what's finished the game means okay let's just carry on with what you were saying so I had this... I finished the game. I had this horrible bit where I got onto a boss that was the claw, uh, where it was trying to catch a buzz, and I had this terrible flashback to how difficult I found this boss as a child. And Nostalgic I'd, anxiety. Yeah, because I then remembered a point at which I was probably in year four, I think, and I can't remember whatever the task was, but I remember distinctly remember writing about how hard I found this boss. And I can remember the language I was, I say, and then the boss does this, and then this happens, and then this happens. And it was it was just as stressful playing it tonight as I found it as a nine-year-old. I, I couldn't even do the boss, but I think maybe that's because I got into it and then suddenly uh, the panic set in again. I think that your teacher was probably using writing therapy to try and get you through something <laughs> traumatic. I think it's, so. That's what it sounds like to me. But the, the last game that we played where I felt that was um, Little Nemo in Dreamland, which was my panic-inducing game that I just, I hated when I was younger and hate hate to this day so yeah i mean that is your negative i guess that there were certain elements of the game that were a little bit too hard even for mm. a seasoned nine-year-old gaming professional were you professional then i don't know debatable how am i professional maybe now? not debatable also linked to what you just said the passwords were a bit odd in how they worked so they gave you a password oh, yeah. every batch of four levels so i had a game over right at the end of level 10 as in like i was just about to leave the level and something got me so then i then had to type in the password that I gained at the end of level eight, which then meant having to replay level yeah, nine and level levels. ten, which is a bit stinky. Yeah, I think so too. At the same time, we commented on the 
passwords when we were playing in the first place that they were well implemented in terms of they were just numbers and they were very very short so you didn't have to write down a bunch you didn't have to enter a bunch of letters and numbers or whatever like we've had with previous games but at the same time the shortcoming which is maybe when i had it written down on a scrap of paper maybe that's why i lost it because it was just so short yeah possibly mm. the shortcoming of the password system is that it makes you go back into levels that you don't necessarily want to have to play. And I I know for a fact that I was turned off going back into a game because I just, I knew that I had to do something that I didn't want to do. Yeah. So if, if, I think that's a game design choice that should be consigned and largely has been consigned to the dustbin. Definitely. And it's a shame to see that it's being implemented here. I just don't understand it. When you've got a level-based game, why don't you just give a level for each level? Why don't you give a password for each level? Why would you batch them like that? I mean, each chunk of levels, each chunk of four, it was three levels boss, three levels boss. That was the format. So you're getting the password as a reward for defeating the boss. But equally, I agree with what you're saying. It does seem a bit nonsensical. It's not unfair. It actually hadn't occurred to me that you were being rewarded for beating the boss. But then you've made progress, haven't you? Each level finishes. That's the progress that they wanted you to make. So if you want to be able fundamentally games are for fun you're supposed to have fun with them and if you can facilitate that fun in any way you should you should make the choice that facilitates the fun in doing what they've done with the passwords they aren't facilitating fun yeah they are facilitating a reward system which doesn't necessarily always feel rewarding because the punishment for using the password is having to do levels that you didn't want to do and i think like there you go i think like you said there's something that has fallen by the wayside in the what, 24 mm. years since this game came out? I'm not sure what point, if I'm by the wayside. When would you say? I don't know when autosaving started to come in mm, is really yeah. when, because it, it's tied in with uh, sort of save points and things like that as well. Yeah. Having to actually get to a point, a place in the game, an actual physical position in the game to save your progress. That's largely fallen away. There are some games that do it and there are reasons that they do it that way. But that's a design choice. It's a legitimate design choice. I can't think of a game that has implemented that recently where it hasn't felt correct to do it. Whereas there are plenty of games in the past that I've played that I can think of that have done a poor job of saving progress or allowing you to play in a way that means that you don't have to go back and Mm -hmm. repeat things ad infinitum or too much or whatever so yeah i think it's tied to auto saving yeah i think you're probably right that was the death knell of this kind of certainly passwords disappeared with save states Mm -hmm. but auto save is really where people started to think to rethink how to approach saving yeah a game i mean i'm thinking talking about saving i'm just thinking of uh, resident evil on the playstation the, the fact that you had to go and find mm. those typewriter ribbons to then go and load the typewriter. So you know full well clunky. that I don't know what you're talking about because I got shit scared of oh, Resident of Evil. <laughs> I can't play those games. Right, okay. I honestly cannot play them. So when you say, oh yeah, it's just like Resident Evil. I've owned Resident Evil, the first Re- Resident Evil. I've owned that, I think, three times and still not really progressed past the first few corridors really because i shit myself yeah yeah i've got the ds version oh the 3ds version that was the latest version of it that i bought what do you find scary about resident evil about the first one getting eaten Mm, okay getting chased i don't even like getting chased by the zombies it's it's too much though that is backed up by 
the horror of all horror games that I've played. So, you know, it's a cumulative thing that mm. I just go into a horror game and I expect it to be heart failingly scary. So, yeah. The bits in Resident Evil 2 that I didn't like were the jump scares, the actual... They'd make me bang out. The main bread and butter of the game, just the generic zombie bits, weren't were particularly scary for me. It was just a general sense of anxiety at what mm. was going to happen. It was my imagination would play against me. Right, it would okay. join the other side. I would be too worried about what I knew was eventually going to happen at right. some point, any point. I'm not sure when. Might be no, around the next corner. Oh, God, it's definitely around the next corner. Oh, shit. That was the general through line of my thinking when I was playing those games. Fair oh, enough. What were we talking about? Well, talking about the PlayStation leads me nicely on to one of the bits of trivia I found out about this game was it came out... Mm. In 1996, as I mentioned in the first half, which at which point the PS1 and Sega Saturn were already on the market. And the article I read earlier was talking about how the Mega Drive had quite a long tail, which consoles didn't really have back then. And uh, do consoles have them nowadays, I guess? Um, There's there's a lot of crossovers. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a hell of a lot of crossover and there are certain games that will release. So Just Dance is a very good good example of a game that releases multi-generationally. Doesn't the Wii version of that still come out? Have I just made that up? Yeah, I think there is something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Wii version, at least last year, came out for Just Dance. Mm. So... Yeah, they've certainly been trying to eke out longer and longer life cycles for consoles. There is still crossover. They tend to aim for about seven years, I think, on on a console these days. Right. The Wii U fell short of that. I think it was about four. The article I was reading where it points that out said about how the Mega Drive had games coming out for it as late as 1997, so two years after the PS1 and Sega Saturn. But it also said about how Clockwork Night on the Sega Saturn shared lots of aesthetic similarities with Toy Story, despite being on a console that was a lot more superior. Do you ever play Clockwork Night? No, I haven't heard of it before. Oh, really? I th- I th- okay, I think it's by Sega. I'm not completely sure, but mm. it's, a, it's as the name would suggest, it's about a, a Clockwork Night, and it's set in <laughs> toy-type levels, and it's, a, again, this pseudo-3D platforming where the, the sprites mm. look quite 3D. I remember playing a, a demo of it like in, in Curry's or something back in the day. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Hanging out in Curry's. I was in Argos. Yeah, well... Playing on the N64. That's where I got my gaming fix. Did they have any of the other Toy Story games on that? Nope. Not on there anyway. I was playing Zelda on that Ocarina of Time, the demo. Mm. It was an odd odd experience. I don't think it was a demo even. What did they have did they have Toy Story? Uh, it'll have been Toy Story two on the N sixty four, won't it? Um it definitely that came to... out in ninety seven. Ninety nine. What did? Toy Story no, 2. I don't mean Toy Story 2. I mean the N64. Toy, oh. uh, N64 <laughs> came out in 97 and Toy Story came out in 96. So it would have been a very big surprise if they'd remade or, or popped a Toy Story game on the N64. Up-rest in Toy Story for the N64. Yeah. I'm saying 97, and it might have been 96, but it certainly wasn't before the end, uh, before Toy Story came out. Anyway. Toy Story 2 definitely came to the PS1. I played it on the PS1. I don't know about the N64. Have you played any, have you played any of the other Toy Story games? No. What? Oh, actually, um, Toy Story 3 on mm. PlayStation 3. Yeah, that's interesting. Are you asking because you were thinking about Toy Story 3? I was asking because there's a surprising number of Toy Story games. There's a There was a Toy Story racing game 
kart racing mm. for the Game Boy, surprise, surprise, or even Game Boy okay. Color or Game Boy Advance or whatever. Yeah. Toy Story 3 is very highly regarded. I've never played it, but there wasn't a game for Toy Story 4, which I was quite surprised That's about. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That, that is a surprise. The reason that Toy Story 3 is well regarded is it had this thing called the Toy Box, mm. uh, which was like an open, like a little sandbox where you could place your own... I have actually got it, I uh, but I haven't played it for a long time. You could place things that you found in levels in your little sandbox area and you built up over the course of the game this whole toy set. Yeah. So yeah, it was really fun, actually. That was... Um, I wouldn't have normally gone out of my way to buy Toy Story 3, as you can imagine. Hmm. But because I, I did fall for the hype and went for it and was quite pleased with it because it was a fun little adventure. Well made as well. That was my recollection of the game, what you've just said, that it was, it was the fact it was almost like a game of two parts that you had the main missions but then you then have the toy bot side of it i remember watching a few youtube mm. videos back in the day and thinking oh look really good but never got around yeah getting mm. it yeah we we had some fun with it though. i know that woody at least pops up in lego the incredibles which made me think really that, yeah as a in lego the incredibles there's a few other pixar characters you can unlock to play as i think uh nemo's there to play as which is quite yeah. odd odd yeah but i didn't know that at all that that's yeah. interesting. How yeah. does he look in Lego? Was there ever a Lego Toy Story set? Yeah, there's quite a few of them. Uh, my daughter's got Are a uh, one, one of the Toy Story 4 ones, which has got Bo Peep mm. and Buzz and Gabby Gabby, which then made me think, actually, would a Lego Toy Story game be good? That might have been a way they could have something they could have done for Toy Story 4. Yeah, there's plenty of story to plumb, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Uh, in Lego terms, they they got previous haven't they as well well and, and, the, Le- and so, the lego games are made by traveler's tales that we're getting at yeah that's what i mean right, yeah okay. they've got previous <laughs> they're making lego games hand over fist these days but they also made this so uh you know it, it kind of surprises me that they haven't pitched for that to be honest given mm. that they clearly have creative relationships with disney and the clout of lego behind them well, it, it seems like a no-brainer it might be one of these ones where i don't know maybe lego the incredibles having that in was maybe testing the waters or i know one of the videos that john burton put on game hook was one where it was showing you footage from a literally just like the character um, of a few proposed lego games there was a lego tomb raider game that they suggested and i think really i think mm. there was a lego james bond but i might be misremembering that so that they, sounds plausible they, they do try different things and maybe Lego Toy Story was just one that they tested but didn't I, I have no idea I'm just hypothesizing completely it just seems the point you're making which I agree with is it just seems like a no-brainer yeah it does it I'm thinking it through now that there's just so many I mean you've seen here the variety of levels that they could get out of just the first game uh, just for just the first film and then you've got things like in Toy Story 4 that seem like they would perfectly transition over to a game, mm-hmm. which makes it all the more strange that they didn't actually make mm. a game adaptation of this film. But in terms of what they could apply to a Lego game, it, it just seems it, it seems to write itself. Now that we're talking about it, I'm just thinking the last few Disney films. I mean, we, we talked a few times this episode about the caliber in the, in the 90s. You were allowed in Lion King, Toy Story, etc. I'm thinking about more recent films. Haven't had Disney games. Films. They haven't had games, have they? Like Moana. That's exactly the example I'm thinking of. Is Moana. Mm. I'd love to play a Moana game. <laughs> I'm sure that was a big hero Riding around on the ocean. Think about Wreck-It Ralph. Why was it not a game of Wreck-It Ralph? It was a game. Yeah, that is an odd one. Well, there was a Flash game on the internet of Wreck-It Ralph. Right. But that is as far as it went. Yeah, the more you think about this, the weirder it gets. I wonder whether it's something to do with Disney 
deciding that they're going to try and protect the quality of their IPs because that is a big thing with them. They, But then again, they've opened the door. They've opened the vault far more wide than it's ever been these days. But yeah, it's possibly to do with not sullying their good names. I think actually that there was a Wreck-It Ralph for Disney Infinity, so maybe that was why they were trying to their way go mm. down that, which then obviously didn't work when out. Have we have yeah. we unearthed a conspiracy here? That why there's been no. I think using the word conspiracy well, is unhelpful. <laughs> However. <laughs> I think that we may have unearthed a, p- a possible business choice that's been made that we weren't conscious of prior to this episode. You're saying business choice, I'm saying conspiracy. Just putting it out there. Right. Well, you're one of the shits then. <laughs> I mean, that that word, you keep well, using it. I don't tr- think I'm it truther. means what you think it means. You're being a truther. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just using words I've heard now. I don't really understand what the meaning of them is. So, okay. Shall we shall we wrap up there then on that note? <laughs> yeah, please do. Yeah, I don't know where you're trying to take me. Let me go. <laughs> um, I, I did enjoy the game. I don't want people to think that I didn't enjoy the game. I just don't think that I am on the same page with it as you are. Mm. And I think it's worth playing if it's put in front of you, but it's probably not worth going back to after that as far as I'm concerned. I really enjoyed it, and I had absolutely well of a time playing it, apart from that terrible claw level, which I think I might have nightmares about tonight. So that sounds worth it just for that. Thanks. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed listening, come and find us on social media. We're on all the big ones, and we'll see you next week for episode 42. All the big ones. Thank you. Bye.